This is Heather Meckes, Director of Discipleship at CRC, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you, encourages you, and allows you to see how God is moving in and around you. If you would like to check out more resources, go to coopersvillereform.com. Enjoy the message. Welcome again. Welcome to Scent Sunday. So historically, in churches all around the nation, um, this is one, if not the lowest attended church services all around the nation because uh, people are joining us now live from their boats, I'm sure. Uh, and in this, we just have plans on Memorial Day weekend. We enjoy the three or for some it's a four day weekend and we enjoy our families, we enjoy our country and we enjoy oftentimes some good food. Over the month of May, you have heard a lot of preaching and we have done a lot of celebrating from Mother's Day to Youth Sunday, which was one of my, if not the favorite Sunday of the year uh, for me. It was powerful to hear the students teach, uh, to preach, to sing, to lead every aspect of the service, and then the takeaway was just beautiful. And, and then last week on Celebration Sunday, where we had six baptisms, nine students with first-time professions of faith, and also 13 new members join our family. God has really been showing up in a great way in our gatherings, and I am so grateful for that. However, have you thought about all of the people in our community and in our county who do not experience this Savior that we have sung about, that we have prayed to? Have you considered in our county the masses of people who do not know Jesus, do not have a relationship with him. We live on the northeast side of the most growing county in all of Michigan. Ottawa County has had close to a 12% increase from 2010 to 2020. It is the most growing county in the entire state of Michigan. It's the fastest growing county in Michigan. And it's becoming more and more evident that Coopersville and Coopersville proper in Ottawa County, that, that people are drifting further away from the cross and not closer to the cross in our area. And it's that trend all over the United States. That is what we are seeing. And so in light of Acts 2, the Pentecost message last week on Sunday, we're gonna look at Acts 3. And we're gonna talk briefly about what it means to be a people who are sent. And instead of preaching until I'm blue in the face and expounding on every possible point that I can expound on, we're gonna give everyone an opportunity to join in on this after service. Not, not next week, not tomorrow, not next month, not in 2022, but literally right after service, we're gonna join in and we're gonna be a blessing to our community and in doing so, we're gonna be a blessing to God 
and we're going to bless his holy name. So if you would with me, uh, turn to Acts chapter 3. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 6. If you don't own a Bible, there's one somewhere in front of you. That's yours to keep. If you do not own one or if you just didn't bring yours, uh, you can certainly use that one under the pew in front of you. Reads like this, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then in verse six, it says, then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Here are three quick points from this interaction that we can all glean from, that we can all learn from. First, regular rhythms can turn into extraordinary opportunities. For, for Peter and John, they, they were doing what they would do just about every day. The Jews had three daily times of prayer, 9 a.m., noon, and 3 p.m. And so this was not new for them. This was a regular, ordinary routine for them to go into the temple at 3 p.m. and to pray. How many of us know that regular rhythms can turn into extraordinary opportunities when we seek for them? We talked last week how our Tuesday morning prayer group who meets right here on Tuesday mornings at 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. have a regular rhythm on Tuesday mornings of gathering here and praying, which prayer is the ultimate work as we seek the Lord. But, but instead of just say, staying there, they, they felt compelled, they felt led by the Holy Spirit to leave their semi-circle and to go out into Coopersville and to pray over a police officer, a couple business owners, and some of our neighbors who were most likely snuggling their pillows. They chose to take a regular rhythm, which is beautiful, which is great, which is already holy in and of itself, and used by the Spirit of God, but they went and took it a step further in obedience to the Holy Spirit, and they turned that regular holy rhythm into an extraordinary opportunity where the Lord met them, and they were met with power, and they blessed others. What type of regular rhythms do you have that could be extraordinary opportunities? What type of regular rhythms do you have that could be extraordinary opportunities? Do, do you go to a particular diner every week? I was meeting with our choir as we had a year-end celebration, and uh, we were eating at this particular pizza shop, 
And one of the couples said, we come here every Saturday night at 6 p.m. And we love it. There's not a whole lot of people here. It's just our time to enjoy some pizza and a beverage. Do you have a regular rhythm like that? A lot of us do. What about uh, your barber or your salon, where you may go every two weeks or um, every four weeks, every month or so? Some of you, you don't need to, but um, we we won't go there, uh, my bald brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, But a lot of us who have hair, uh, we, we have to... I'm sorry, I'm stretching this one out, I'm sorry. Uh, a lot of us with hair, we, we have to go to the barber uh, or, or, or our ladies to the salon. And, and do you take advantage of those regular rhythms and turn them into extraordinary opportunities? I've grown this really neat relationship with this gal uh, who does my hair and now she said, I used to just go in every month, and a lot of y'all know this because my hair will get nappy like three, four weeks after a, after a haircut. She goes, Pastor John, you really, you need to be in here more often. Like, this is getting ridiculous. You guys are doing live stream stuff. I'm seeing you on some video. You really need to get yourself together, buddy. And, um, and so we, she started scheduling me every two weeks. She actually hooked me up with a deal as well. But in those conversations that we have where I'm just seated there, we're talking about what the Lord's doing. We're talking about God. We're talking about how the Lord is moving and we're talking life and we're getting deep. What about your grocery store runs? I know a lot of us, we, we just do those online now. Those are big, right? You do those online. So we really, there's not a whole lot of interaction there, but a lot of us who actually still go to the grocery store, we, there's these things called carts and we, we push them through the grocery store and we put food in the cart and then we go. What about those opportunities? Those regular rhythms, maybe every two weeks. Are we seeing that there are opportunities to bless people? Are we seeing that there are opportunities to engage with people? They're regular rhythms and you do not know how a 30 second conversation could be all it takes for a person to get that affirmation, that confirmation, that hope that they've been looking for, that they've been searching for. Regular rhythms can turn into extraordinary opportunities. Peter and John did what they were doing just about every day, 3 p.m. And that man who was there was there, the text says, every day, dropped off. And they took a regular rhythm. And through the Spirit of God, they turned it into an extraordinary opportunity. Next, watching people versus seeing people. Verse 4 says that Peter and John looked straight at him. Looked straight at him. They saw him. I don't know if your neighborhood does this, uh, but in my neighborhood, they've developed this new sport. And uh, they literally, they they just take like lawn chairs or their zero degree chairs and they put them in their driveway and they have an adult beverage, a lot of them do, and they just sit back and they watch people. I don't know how long, sometimes like I will go mow the lawn, do some work and three hours later leave and they're, they're right there. They've just been hanging out. 
And so it's like this new sport of watching people. Uh, and so my neighborhood does that. We're oftentimes really good at watching people. We're really good at looking at people. And oftentimes, if we want to be real, we're really good at looking over people. This man who was at the gate, I can guarantee you, has been looked over much of his life. He's been looked over. But there's a big difference between watching people and seeing people. It is often our natural inclination to watch people or to even look past people, but seeing people is a reminder that they are each individually created in the image of God, in the imago Dei. That they are all representatives of God's most precious creation, humanity. Seeing people reminds us of the weight that they may carry. Seeing people reminds us of the hope that may be dying within them. Seeing people reminds us of the pain that they may be holding onto and burying deep within their soul. Seeing people reminds us of that. But if you're just watching them, you might not see that. You may not discover that. This passage selection was uh, actually inspired by a devotional that was sent to me uh, by two men. First, it was Greg Johnson early in the morning, then Bob Boom sent it to me as well a little later. And the author of this devotional, Trip Prince, he, he said this, he says, it's far too common to look at people without ever truly seeing them. Today, will you choose to see people and not simply watch them or look over them today, not, not tomorrow, not 2022 New Year's resolution plan, but today, will you make a resolution to see people? Lastly, these words, as I read over the text and meditated on the text and just looked at these six verses for my time this week, these words stood out to me. What I have, I give you, or what I have, I give to you. What I have, I give to you. God is not calling us to give what we don't have. Too often in my life, and maybe you can relate, and I hear people say this, but too often I've said, man, if I only had this, then I would do that. If I only had this much money, then I would do this. Sure, it's easy for this person to give 10%, but eh, nah. if I only had this, then I would do that. If I only had this house, then I would host a small group and step out in faith. God is calling us to steward the resources, the gifts, and the abilities that he has given us. All throughout the scriptures, Jesus teaches on parables. And he teaches on parables in such a way that he says, I gave this to one man, I gave this to another man, and I gave this to another man, and, and they did this with it. What are you doing with what God has given you to steward? Peter here, at the gate, says, look, I don't have 
silver or gold. I'm broke. Gee, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. But what I do have, I give to you. And if we want to be real, a lot of us, we got silver or gold. We got silver or gold. It, it not, that couldn't have been our excuse to not give as well. We'd have probably had to give them a little something and then say also what the apostle said in the name of Jesus, Nazareth, walk. We don't simply ask God to bless what we're doing. A lot of times, that, that's been my prayer life in the last 15 plus years in Christ. It's God, bless what I'm doing. Would you just bless what I'm doing? Bless what I'm doing. Uh, but the shift has come in, in recent years for me to pray and to ask God to lead me to where you're blessing. Lead me to what you're blessing because there are people all around Coopersville, all around Western Michigan that God is already speaking to their hearts. He's already sent someone. He's already given a dream. He's already put them in a place and then you come along. And then you come along. And you pray, God, lead me to the places in which you're working and let me join you in that. That's a big shift. That goes from a me-centered reality to a God-centered reality and what he is doing. And I wanna join him in that. You don't know how engaging a person could change their day. Talking with a person could change their day, their week, their month, their year, their life, or their eternity. You do not know how that simple engagement, that simple reaching out, that simple 30 second, one minute, five minute conversation could change it all for them. Give what you have. Give what you have and don't feel bad about it. Don't feel bad about giving what you have because what you have is what God has given you to steward. Do not feel bad about what you have. Give it all as an offering to God in your life. Enjoying with God in this redemptive journey. So on this Memorial Day, here's what we're gonna do. We wanna bless our community in a simple way and in a tangible way, we want to use the hands of this church, the church, as the people of God. We wanna use the hands of this church to do this. We purchased 75 $10 gift cards from four different businesses. 30 from Family Fair, 15 from LT's Firehouse Cafe, 15 from New Beginnings Diner, and then 15 from Meyer because we know we have brothers and sisters who live outside of Coopersville who worship here with us. And at the end of service, what we're gonna do is, I'm actually gonna challenge every adult, okay? So every adult to grab a gift card. You can see them right there. And we're going to bless people in the name of Jesus today. This is also a blessing to small businesses who have been beaten and tore up through the pandemic in the last 15 months. 
So we're gonna, we've already blessed small businesses and now we're gonna go into these small businesses locally here and be a blessing to people. I ask that you wouldn't just give it to them and say, here you go, just and then walk away. Don't do that. I'm asking for boldness. I'm calling, and I'm calling me as well. Stephen Van Antwerpen, right after service, he's like, man, we haven't got out this early. Pastor John, come with me to Family Fair. Let's roll. And so we just roll out the Family Fair, and we engaged with this young lady and had a really neat, short, two-minute or so conversation. And it was really beautiful. It was powerful. And so I'm challenging you today after service, we're letting you out of here early. That doesn't happen like this. Okay, so don't get used to that. We're letting us out. We're, we're letting you out, me out early. And you can still gather. Don't feel like you can't gather and hang out and talk. But whenever you're ready to go to your car, you take a gift card, each parent, each family member in terms of adults. So take like two per family. We got, we got enough here. Let's use them up. And we're asking you to go to one of these four local businesses and bless someone in the name of Jesus. For some of us, that, that may be very nerve-wracking. Like, oh, and I gotta be honest, even uh, me, I'm a pastor, you'd think I'd be awesome at this. I'm not naturally. I'm like, I wanna get my stuff, I wanna have my blinders on, and I wanna roll, I wanna go home too often. So I'm gonna challenge you as I'm challenging myself, I'm preaching in a mirror. We're gonna go out and bless someone in the name of Jesus. God may lead you to pray over them. God may lead you to say, Is it, would it be okay if I pray over you? And I would trust that the Spirit of God would meet you in a powerful way and meet them. God may call you to pick up their whole meal and use that $10 to help do so. It might be a $25 family meal that they're having. God may call you to that. Whatever the Lord calls you to, I ask, and I wanna do the same. Let's just be obedient. Let's just be obedient. Let's be a blessing today. It's Memorial Day weekend. People are out hanging out, relaxing, getting ready for their Sunday afternoon plans. And as the church of Jesus Christ, let's be a blessing to people many of which, and the numbers show, do not have a relationship with him. They do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. As a church, may we make this a part of our everyday lives. We are a sent people. We gather to worship God corporately. We gather, but we also scatter as a sent people to share the good news and to bless others as a result. So would you join me in this this morning? We'll have the band come up. We'll sing one final song, but would you pray with me before we do so? Father God, thank you. Thank you that your word is clear that we are to be bold servants of Christ, bold ambassadors of Christ, that we are not simply called to just go through the motions to just watch people, to look over them, to just go through our regular rhythms without expecting anything extraordinary to happen. And we're called to use what you have given us, the lives that you've given us, the gifts that you have given us, the resources you have given us to steward them wisely. And Father, I pray for the many who are gonna watch this later 
part of this church who are enjoying their Memorial Day weekend as they should, I pray God that even they would step up and do this on their very own initiative, that they would go and do this and that we would be a sent people, not a people that are just great at hoarding resources, but a people that are great at being sent and being blessings to others in our community. Father, I pray that you would give us eyes to see those people, ears to hear your spirit speaking to us and boldness to approach and engage. Father, we thank you and we pray all of these things in the mighty and powerful and beautiful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.